Hi, I'm Cynthia, the spontaneous F-bomb dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're You're listening listening to to It's All Connected. Connected. We decided to start this podcast because we are wildly curious and we want to talk about how events are connected, like spirit, business, love, and relationships, especially if the cause isn't obvious. We're also going to be talking about self-expansion and life's true purpose because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together, often in unexpected and wonderful ways. We want to learn how people think about connections, making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Nerd out with us and have fun along the way. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. Because Because it's all connected. Welcome, and thank you for listening to It's All Connected. Michelle and I are here with our fabulous guest, Elaine Williams. Now, Elaine's clients have gone from never doing video or speaking live to having their own YouTube channels, doing international book tours, and speaking for NASA. Elaine is an award-winning comedian and performance coach with credits like Saturday Night Live, America's Got Talent, HBO, ABC, NBC, Fox TV, and has been featured in the New York Times, Hay House Radio, and the Huffington Post. That is amazing, Elaine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. We were so excited when you said yes to being on our show. I was just delighted when I had a chance to meet you a few months ago in a group. And I was just overcome by your your joy and your authenticity and how you come across with so much love and warmth and humor that I just knew you would be one of the best guests that we could possibly bring on our show. So we are thrilled you're here. Our theme today for your special interview is magic. And what we want to know from you is what do you think about magic? And do you have a formula for magic? Oh, I love, I love that question. And I'm so honored to be here. And I, I hope I'm, I hope I'm worthy. I'm like lower your expectations, people. That's the comedy coming out. So, you know, magic is like this thing we all want. And I always think Elaine, you have to get yourself out of the way. Less Elaine, more God is one of my sayings. So, you know, I don't wake up happy, joyous and free sometimes, sometimes, but a lot of times I need to work out. I need to pray, meditate, spiritually connect with other people, read spiritual books. Um, Sometimes I think we all have the potential to be these higher altruistic, generous, joyous human beings. And sometimes when we get scared or afraid or freaked out, we forget who we are. That's just my theory. And so I think magic is like this beautiful thing that we're all searching for. And sometimes we're trying to get it from other people And one of the best things about getting older and wiser is realizing I can bring the magic. I can bring the magic. I can make the magic. I'm not waiting for a prince on a horse or whatever to come bring it. I can bring it. And there's lots of ways I think we can find it in our daily lives and, and, and bring it to other people too. And that's part of the work that I do. And both of you, you guys do magic too, in your own special way. We love doing magic. That's, that's part of, that's part of why we're here and doing magic for our friends, family, clients is, is in my mind, a big part of why we're here on earth. I mean, we came here in my mind to, 
to, as you say, have a body, have right. an experience, see right. how it goes, play with it, see where it jumps, where it falls. Like that's, that's the life experience. And I think you're absolutely right. There's just magic wrapped up deep in there. Yeah, I agree. The thing that I also um, love is, is being able to re-experience what it was like to be a child so that you're back into curiosity or all of a sudden your mind is blown and, um, and you're in a sense of wonder, uh, or you hear a piece of wisdom that just automatically shifts you. That's like, that's magic to me as well. So totally with you I, on that. Yes. I love that. You know, I took, I took Meisner, which is an acting technique. I did one year in Austin before I moved to New York city and got sober. And then I did two years at the neighborhood playhouse with a master teacher, Richard Pinter. And the whole concept is you start off doing this repetition where you're just, you have a partner and you're in front of an audience and you say like blue shirt and you say it back and forth, but you say it differently and you let yourself be affected by the energy. So if somebody goes blue shirt, you're like blue shirt. And, you know, at first I was like, what the heck does this have to do with anything? But then I realized, and it, it's all, it's a process and it helps you break down this armor that we've developed as adults so that you can really let something affect you and then throw it back. And it's confronting, you cry. I, I would call my teacher and cry, I'm like my anger. He was like, you're fine. And it, it was revolutionary. And I, I'm sure it was part of me getting sober too, but I, I love it. And I, I've done this with my clients and it's, it's so profound because if you think about it, you know, as kids, we're in the moment we're ah, uh, uh, we're happy, we're sad, we're, we don't, we're not freaking out about the future or the past. They're in the moment. And then as we get socialized, we get taught to lie. Don't say that inside voices. Don't say that word. Don't be greedy. And we learn, I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Really, we're saying, don't talk to me. I haven't had my coffee. You know, I'm not a morning person. Back off, you know, or whatever. And and so part of, to me, any kind of magic can be about reconnecting with that part that we have. And the joy, you know, they're teaching improv at MIT and Harvard Business School for a reason, I think. And, you know, possibilities can happen when you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really, I think that's really a huge point. And I think that we've lost so much of our sense of, of humor and of living in the moment that, um, all sort of in the name of, I don't know, sometimes over logic, sometimes over analysis, sometimes over fear, but but we need to bring that back. We need to bring back some of that joy and that play. And I, I delight in, I, as a person who went to business school and where there was no improv, um, I think that that is a vast improvement. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that reminds me, Michelle, like when I first got to New York, I was, I was newly sober and I was like, I got to make up for last time. And people were like, you <laughs> As directors were like, you know, think about it. If you have a hundred people auditioning for one role and 50 of them are beautiful and talented, and then 25 of them are per absolutely perfect. At the end of the day, who do you want to be on a set with for 18 hours? Not me at the time, right? Like, and so thank God I had people kept saying, you should try comedy. You need to lighten up. You, you need to improv. And I, and I, you know, I was like, what do you mean? I was just so wound so tight. And I'm so grateful that 
you know, the, uh, the universe was like hitting me over the head. And then I, I was horrible at, you know, it's one thing to do Neil Simon in musical theater, but then when I started trying to be a comedian, I was like, I don't know, I would come home and eat ice cream. Like I, I, I would work on these jokes and there was just crickets. And so the last night of my show, I said, okay, I'm just going to pretend like I'm just doing a monologue. I expect no laughs. I only invited super supportive people. And so when I get to the funny part about my dysfunctional family and I saw people bent over howling, I had this like <gasps> aha moment and my life. Did it. Sense. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh my God, I'm supposed to help people who maybe won't go to therapy or do the landmark forum. Like, and my life made sense on a whole new level because there had been a lot of trauma. And so that's one reason I just kept getting drawn to comedy because I needed it. And now I really love it and use it with my teaching and my coaching and my speaking because we all need it. And people are so uptight in PC right now. There's a whole generation. It's like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, and it reminds me, Cynthia, I don't know if you'll remember the story, but you told me this story years ago about when you realize that the work you're doing is drawing in the kinds of people that you need to work with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. It's law of attraction. So yeah. the people you help are the people that you are the people that are also helping you as well. So I'm grateful for every day of work. And that's what I wanted to bring it back to Elaine, which is the thing that I love about you, Elaine, is you make, I know it's the comedy, but if you're so relatable and you can take a very challenging subject and put a spin on it so then I can relate and, and not feel so bad about what's going on with me in a similar situation. It's, it's really lovely. And, um, yeah. and it's, yeah. And it's so fun to be able to laugh about something, which is fantastic. Oh, I love, thank you. And you know, can I, I, I'm going to share that this is my favorite magic story now that I have a moment to think about it. So I was, I was in this club in Portland, Maine, and it's like the perfect comedy club, like small, low ceiling. So the energy really pops and you always think it might end up in the ocean. Like it was on the edge of this sort of deck. And you always thought, is this going to slide in, you know, but, um, I was there and I had warmed up the crowd and then, you know, you, you're getting them focused. It's a bunch of strangers in this dark place. And they're, nobody's present at first, right? They're like, how much is parking? Am I going to get laid? What's happening? I don't know. Right? Like, and you're teaching them as the host, focus, listen, now you're going to laugh. And you see, so warm them up and then you have to give them to the middle person. So it's a little bit like, oh God. Anyway, we had had a great show and I was in the middle by this pole getting ready to go back on stage and close the show. And so I was in the audience and I swear I could feel the energy was just like magic. It was goosebumps, love, warm bath of like, whoa. And I just remember that feeling of like this, this is why I do comedy. This, we have come together as strangers and we are communing together, laughing at the insanity of being human at this time on this spinning planet and even though we might not have had very much in common for two hours or 90 minutes we have come together and laughed with each other and at each other in a loving way and and it, if that's not church I mean I just 
I, I hold on to that feeling when you have the bad shows or the people who aren't listening or whatever, because that it was just such a magical time. Cause I was like right in the audience. And that to me is magic. I preach it sister. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we want to go to your church. <laughs> Amen, sister. Can I get a hallelujah? Woo! <laughs> I want to take a quick moment to remind our listeners that you are listening to It's All Connected with Cynthia Varkavisser and Michelle Walters. Don't forget to follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss out on any more of our exciting upcoming interviews. Elaine, your website tells me that you are a video and visibility confidence coach. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you do and how you bring magic to working with your clients? Sure. Sure. Thank you for the question. You know, I, I thought when I started Captivate the Crowd, I thought that I was going to do presentation skills because I've done film commercial voiceover, but I've been more on stage live than anything else. And I've been doing comedy since 2009 and then also a professional speaker. So I thought, oh, I'm going to do presentation skills and this is how you, you know, enunciate and carry to the back of the room. And so I was (laughs) going to use all my theater chops and training on my two degrees in theater and all that stuff. And then as Facebook Live was coming down the pike, I realized, oh, wait a second, video is even more confronting. Hello. And I'm 54, so this was five years ago, so I was 49, and I just thought, you know, I who better than to teach this, because I was bulimic with periods of anorexia, I did drugs in order to lose weight, I know what it's like to have body issues, shame issues, not feel good enough, I'm five, two and a half, and I've never been huge, but I've even when I was on crystal meth, I wasn't super skinny, I was skinny, but you know, it's like, it's not fair, I still have thunder thighs, are you kidding? So- I know what it's like to struggle, you know? And so I thought who better than to help women with camera confidence. So that was my sort of first pivot before, before COVID I was pivoting on zoom, you know, (laughs) and then I realized, okay, I'm teaching camera confidence and we're, we're warming up and I'm, I'm helping people. And then I realized, you know, this is, some of my clients are taking it and running, right? Like some of them are like, I'm going to go do a tour. I just spoke for NASA, like, woohoo. But then some people were still, and I realized, you know what? There's a lot of interior blocks. So I can teach you all day long, have the lights towards you, have the good angle. Don't wear polka dots that are bright yellow or whatever. But if you have interior blocks, and most of us do, that stuff is not going to help you. And so- I have, and because my background, I studied with Debbie Ford. I did integrative coaching. I did landmark education. I've trained in EFT and EMDR, you name it. I've done it like turn upside down and drink green juice. I'll try it for healing. And so what I've realized is I help women and a few cool men give themselves permission to be seen and heard. And if you are half woo, I'm half woo and half not. I believe that we have ancestral trauma. And in the old days, if you stood up in the tribe and you were bold and you spoke against something, you could get kicked out of the tribe and you would die. And I truly believe that that is where our fear of public speaking comes in for a lot of people. 
And there is a fear of being seen. And luckily that is shifting. And we have had this awesome cultural change, but we also have a lot of bullying and all that stuff. So I feel like I help them with the mind and the heart and the gut. And I also work on coming from your why. You know what I mean? If you're just doing something because your coach told you to do it or like, I have to do this thing. If you're not connected, then it's going to be really easy to not press that button, right? But if you're like, my why is to use my story for good, to help heal the world with laughter, one joke, one video, one story at a time. I want to help heal the world and I need a bunch of people to help me. And when I'm connected with that, that's bigger than my hair's frizzy. I've got gray coming in. I ate ice cream the other day. I feel like job of the hut. Like I still have, I'm still human. I still struggle with that. Like I love ice cream and it's hard living with people who have ice cream in the house, <laughs> but whatever luxury problems, you know? And, um, so I just, you know, helps when you are coming from your commitment and your why that helps. And so that's part of the work that I do with people. And I love it. That is some juicy stuff right there. Some really Thank you. juicy stuff. I'm really curious about the, some of the introverts that you've worked with, the people that they know that they need to be out there. And it's funny because Michelle and I were talking about, we are not introverts, but we are shy. So that is a completely different thing in our book. So two questions for you. Can you tell us the difference between shy and introvert? And two, how do you work with the introverts and what I would assume because the introverts would have like a really big shift in order to be on camera, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just a quiet confidence. I don't know. I'd love to hear some stories about that. Ah, uh, great, great, great question. So what I, you know, and we all are learning as we go. Right. And so I used to think that motivational people were always like motivational. And then I realized when I went to my first national speakers association, that a lot of speakers were kind of awkward and nerdy. And I was like, Oh, good. Me too. You know, one of the reasons I used to drink and drug is because I'm socially awkward and people who don't know me well are like you, but you put me at a party where I don't know anybody. Oh, that's, you know, but I'll go in the corner and I'll talk to you about the cosmos or sobriety or philosophy all day long with like one or two people. You know, it, a lot of it depends on the space, if I'm comfortable. And I feel like that is true. Like if people are shy, if you feel comfortable with people, you're probably going to be a little bit more self-expressed if you're in a comfortable space, if you feel like it's safe, right? So I feel like that's for shy people, that's just, um, you know, you want to create a psychologically safe space place for them. And so, and that's one thing I help. I say, you know, you can do social media where you just share the links of people you want. You can do social media where you just have a private Facebook group. You can do it on your terms. There's all kinds of ways. You don't have to be dancing on TikTok half naked. <laughs> <laughs> like we have enough of that. Right. And then, and then for the introverts, you know, I think I didn't realize it, but I am, there is a part of me, I'm an ambivert. So I need to re like convene. I need downtime with myself. And I didn't know that about myself until I, I went to a conference and midway through, I looked in the mirror 
four o'clock in the afternoon and I was gray. And I thought, what the hell? And I realized I, I had been totally overstimulated and over giving and over, over, over. And so I, I just learned that. And so anyway, my point is, if you're an introvert, you can learn to be a little bit more outward and then give yourself some downtime. You know, one of my, uh, I study with um, a man who calls himself an introvert, and I believe that he has trained himself to be an extrovert, but then when he's done, he is wiped out. And so there are ways that you can be a little bit more expressive or be more out there and then take care of yourself and go have some downtime. And, you know, you, everybody can have your own energy, you know, like I joke around, one of my clients is very dry and she's like, oh, really? And I'm like, that's great. That's great. We don't need all these over the top people, you know? So you can be your own best version of communicating and it can be your own style. And here's what else I wanna say about it. As a comedian, it takes, they say it takes 10 years to find your persona. And I was like, 10 years? I'll be an old lady, you know, but, but it takes a while to find your sort of stride on camera. And so practice, do Zooms with friends and tell stories, get your phone and send each other quick. Like, let me tell you this really bad joke I heard, whatever. Let me tell you why I love making this recipe in the summer. It can be anything so that you're used to just like, this is me on camera. This is how I look and blah, blah, blah. And if you keep doing it, you will find your own sort of rhythm and stride. And, and, and there's no, I can, you can study it. It's like riding a bike. We can talk about it all day long. I can tell you about the biodynamic and the physics, but you need to get on and experience balance. And then once you have that, you just practice. And then all of a sudden you're flying. That's really cool. You're, you're bringing, you're bringing to mind that what you do is similar in some ways to what I do when I work with clients to figure out what's their block and to repeat, repeat, repeat those, those statements of positivity. This can be overcome. We can, you know, you have, you're not afraid of heights anymore. You're not afraid of bees anymore. You're not anxious anymore. And by, by telling yourself that stuff over and over again, especially with a supportive coach or a therapist or whoever, it's just remarkable how many doors can open and how much, how much life can be brighter and cheerier. And yes, so much of it in AA, they call it a misery of our own making. And, and I know looking back at my life, when I have felt stuck, it was a lot of times it was the, the, I was in these looping patterns. And even if I was doing different things or trying, I was still, you know, it's so much of it is up here. So yeah. Cool. Do you, um, tell me about a client that you've worked with where the results felt like magic. Well, I, I'll tell you about my, my guy, um, Ron, 
So he is a friend from um, some spiritual work that I do. And he's what I call, you know, I, I was a little nervous because he's, he's had a lot of corporate stuff and he was like a big trainer. And, you know, part of me is like, oh God, I was, I was just a little bit nervous, imposter syndrome, you know, coming up, but um, he was feeling very discouraged because even though he'd been a master trainer and done all kinds of leadership and development and management and worked with all kinds of companies, he was with an agency and during COVID, like he, he was just, nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. And, and he just felt like he wasn't being used. He wasn't being useful. He, he was very depressed. And I didn't even know this until later. I just knew I reached out to him because we knew each other. And I said, you know, I, I, let me help you with your video. And so we started working together and, and he didn't know anything about marketing. And I know what that's like, because I was spoiled. I had an agent who booked me and it was just great. You sort of show up and do your thing. And um, so I know what that's like when you're like, I have so much I want to give. So I have been doing, you know, marketing 101. So we worked on his video and his presence and built him an email stuff. And what's even cooler, he's been on 25 podcasts. And he said, Elaine, he said, all my people tell me how happy I am. I'm so lit up. And ironically, now the agency is booking him a lot more, but he's getting all this other work and he's, he's present to his own magic because if you're not getting to share it, it's easy to forget who you are, right? And like I tell my, I tell any client who's new, I say, I want you to get a practice client because that is going to boost your confidence. It's going to, it's going to help you get present at why you love to coach, how you're a great coach. You'll get a great testimonial because what happens when people very first start out, they're doing all this marketing and their mind's going bullshit, bullshit. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I coach these people, but it's been a while or whatever. Right. And so I'm like, we got to be doing our thing to help to me. That's one of the best ways to remember who we really are. Right. Especially as an entrepreneur, we wear all these hats. Oh, I got to be a bookkeeper. Oh, I got to go work out. Oh God. I got to deal with a lost email for the 53rd millionth time. Right. And so, um, it is so beautiful to see his transformation and he's on fire and he's like, I have a, I have a freebie and I have all the, and he said, people have been reaching out to me on LinkedIn because of all the podcasts I've been on, you know, and he's, he's just like a new person in a few months. And, you know, he did the work, Uh, you know, I just, I'm just the messenger and the guide. He was willing to do the work. And, you know, to me, that's why I love coaching. Like you just, you just never know what's possible, you know? And, and cause we all have blinders on. So, you know, it's just, it's such a gift. I, I think coaching is such a sacred space. I mean, I love the group thing, but I also love the one-on-one cause you can go deep and it's just so sacred and, and magic it's, it's magic, right? Because if you're talking to somebody in your family, there's usually an agenda or five. And if you're right. talking to a partner, even though they love you, there can be agendas and baggage. And so to me, there's something so cool about a coach that hopefully is neutral and holding the space. 
for the client to do the work that they need to do so that they can get out of their own way and achieve, da, 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 you know, uh, I mean, it just, it's, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Right. I can, what I do. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's actually really beautiful to be a coach and, um, and to see these shifts. Uh, the way that you're explaining it to me is when you're talking with family or other loved ones, you may think that you're on the same, same wavelength or that you have the same, um, ideals, but there's just enough difference there to have miscommunications and disagreements. The thing that I love about coaching and having a coach is that we're both very clear that if you're coaching me, that it's my best interest for me to grow and that my coach gets something out of it as well. Yeah. I like, right. And I like to call that working intuitively because you are going in and you're giving, you're open and you're giving whatever you can in order for your, your client to expand. And the stories you're talking about are very intuitive. You're incredibly intuitive. And so I was wondering if, if you could talk about using your intuition, because of course you have so many skills and tools, but there's that gap in between every piece of knowledge, which is the inner knowledge, which is your intuition and your spirit. So give it up and talk about the spiritual work and the intuitive work that you do within your, within your work. Well, I, thank you. I would, I would love to Cynthia. And I, Michelle was telling me how sh- she came to your class and I was like, Oh my gosh. And <laughs> when I found out that you do this work, of course I was like, ding, that's like in my future. So growing up in a crazy environment, I learned to survive, um, I didn't trust my gut. And, you know, you, when you're dealing with crazy people and they say, it's not that you go, okay, okay, okay. It's not wet. Water is not wet. Okay. The sky is not, you know, you're just trying to survive your family. And then because I'm was 20 and trauma, whatever, I kept attracting more of the same. So for years and years and years, I was not in touch with my gut or just stepped over it, you know, like the bad boy, red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah, but I want him, you know, just step on over that. Woo! And then, you know, wisdom and when things bite you in the butt 25 million times. <laughs> so I've been reprogramming myself. And I think one of the big things I'm the most proud of is being able to listen to my intuition about myself which is way harder than with my clients go figure. Right. And, and I have learned, you know, I'll be in conversation. I'll say, I'm not sure why I'm saying this, but I feel compelled to say blah, da, 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 da. And I, I don't know if I get downloads, I kind of call it pop rocks. Like I'll get on a call and I'll be like, Oh my God, I have so many ideas. And, and, uh, but I love the concept of intuition and for someone who's like ah, loud and kooky, sometimes intuition for me is a quieter voice. So I've had, I've got gotten to learn to slow down and quiet down so that I can hear that voice, which is very different than my devil voice, my angel voice, my codependent voice. And there's a lot of things <laughs> happening, right? And I do love it when I, you know, can have that intuition with my clients and 
and, you know, and help them to tap into their intuition. You know, I, I was trained in that work. And even though I use it, I don't always explain everything that's going on, you know, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the work and I, I will bring it back to magic, if I may. So as a comedian, there's always a gazillion things happening, right? And I like to prepare my set. I'm going to open with this and then we're going to do da, 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 da. And then the middle, I'm going to try some new things or, you know, and then I'm going to close with da, 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 da. And when you've been getting up on a regular basis, you were in flow and you're just with the audience, like communing with them. And to me, the most fun part is when you are intuitively sensing what is happening with the crowd and you're flowing into crowd work and then going back into your material and then flowing into crowd work. And it's, it's magic. And, and it doesn't happen, you know, when you're not getting to do it all the time, that's not as, you know, common as obviously I wanted, but you have those sets where it is magic. And part of it is your body is reading what's happening with the audience and you can I never thought of it like this but you're sensing what's happening because when they're with you they're it's like love it, it is flowing over you the laughter and then you can feel them pull away where'd you go oh you didn't like that and you know the next time you watch comedy you know think of it like that it's it's really interesting and that takes years and years of being on the stage and riding that wave, you know, and um, I never really thought of it how much I guess I have used my intuition and it's challenging. Like if you switch gears, if you're used to doing comedy where you get the, and then you switch to speaking, sometimes I used to panic inside and I have to go, they're listening. It's not, you know, it's a different energy, but right. sometimes my body wouldn't remember. I'd have to like talk to myself real quick and my head of like, it's okay. It's not comedy. All right. Okay. You know, like, so it's, it's interesting, the different gears shifting that you I've had to do, but um, yeah, to me, and that's great speaking too, when you can sense what's happening in the audience. Elaine, you are magical. We are just so thrilled that you could join us on our show today. This has just been delightful. We thank you for coming and for having a little faith with us to try out something new and talk about such a big and interesting subject. So thank you, Elaine. Thank and, you. Uh, we're going to wrap up our show you've been listening to It's All Connected with Michelle Walters and Cynthia Varkavisser. Our guest today has been Elaine Williams from Captivate the Crowd. You can find Elaine Williams on Instagram and other social media channels. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to hit subscribe and join us on our upcoming interviews. You've been listening to It's All Connected. connected.